on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Good evening. Tonight, Newark Town ladies goalkeeper Poppy Coles is saving hard for a trip of a lifetime. She's here to tell us all about that. She's also here to tell us all about the goalkeeping career, which has already spanned 10 years. We take one last look back at last weekend and we find out what's happening this time round in the wonderful world of Newark Sport. This is the renowned Radio Newark Sport and these are some of the more quirky stories that we've picked up this week. Radio Newark Sport, brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants for all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Okay, shall we try that one again? Beans, this was the second first to run in. The jingles are all wrong. <laughs> Me thinks as the production staff that's about to get the sack around here. <laughs> anyway, 32-year-old Leicester City right-back Danny Simpson has played 212 Premier League matches. He has a league title to his name, but he's still waiting to score his first ever top-flight goal. UFC star Pollyanna Vivian met a man, left a man with facial injuries after he tried to rob her. Picked the wrong one, didn't he? With a cardboard gun of all things, the thief claimed he had a gun. But she was not intimidated as she punched and kicked the man before locking him in a near-naked choke. He was kept in the submission hold until the police arrived. <laughs> what a mistake to make her. Last weekend's skeleton events at the um, IBSF World Cup and the European Championships in Germany were cancelled for safety reasons. Apparently, there was too much snow. What do you expect? British motorcyclist Sam Sunderland was promoted to Stage 5 winner of the Dakar Rally after stopping to help a fallen rider. The 29-year-old lost more than 10 minutes while they tended to Portugal's Honda, um, Honda rider Palio Gonzalez. Sunderland finished 14th, more than 7 minutes behind the French leader, but stewards gave him back all the time he spent um, aiding the injury, meaning he became the stage winner. I like that. That's good. And finally, all conquering Peterborough sports were about to match last Saturday as the scheduled opponents, Welling Garden City, lost all their players after the manager was forced to resign when he was allegedly overspending on the club's budget. He resigned, all the players walked out as well. Consequences there, I think. Uh, we all know that Man City beat Burton 9-0, but do we know that was the highest ever English domestic semi-final score. And do we know that PSG's League Cup semi-final defeat was their first loss in 44 domestic matches? You do now. Just waiting to see it, make sure it goes quiet and we can start talking. Um, just go back on all those. If you're going to rob somebody with a you know stick a cardboard gun out and you don't find a ufc star do you to do it no well for a start you get a proper gun really but well, i don't mean that would have bothered her no it just sounds like one not to mess with doesn't she she i mean that i just find that brilliant but what's a near naked i hole? thought you might know that because you understand all these sports 
Yeah, a near naked choke. I do all my sports full of clothes, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I can I can probably understand that. The Sam Sunderland one in the Dakar rally, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it's the first time Sunderland's finished a size 14th, isn't it? Oh, cutting. Absolutely cutting. <laughs> <laughs> and Peterborough Sports, um, remember they had a cracking run mm. the other days in the FA Cup, I think, didn't they? We kept mentioning them. Mm. But this story, this Welling Garden City story, is given a budget... Apparently, he overspent the budget, so they said to him, well, I'm sorry, you've got to go. You got that from the NLP, didn't you? Because I read that. <laughs> You're getting better, aren't you? But, they, you know, in football these days, you don't play for the club, you play for the manager, don't you? By the way... Oh, here we go. I don't want to do a, a free advertising plug. But, but you're going to. But the, non the non-league paper is one of the finest productions in the country is a cracking read every single week you've just caught on to that have you through you yeah oh, you, 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 you introduced me and it is a belting read Aylesbury who play in step four football let me cannot Aylesbury who play in step four football will be automatically relegated at the end of the season because the referee's dressing room is not big enough. The new rules from the FA say that your, the dressing rooms for both teams and the referee have to be a certain size. We know this because it's been going on for about two years. So we know this. Mm. OK. But Aylesbury cannot get the work done by March the 31st. They've contacted the Southern <clears throat> League and told them. The Southern League have told them the FA will have no exceptions whatsoever the club will be relegated whatever position they finish in. And Aylesbury are not going to be the only side. So there's going to be a lot of very good clubs hmm. coming down into Step 5. Many years ago, uh, my beloved Stafford Rangers, one of my um, former loves, um, they were threatened with relegation because the directors of both clubs couldn't gain direct access to the um, director's box they had to climb up the stand there wasn't an access route for them to go directly from the director's room into the seats and for that it didn't meet the ground standards of the league they were going to be playing in the following season and were told they would be relegated unless they um, acted quick and it cost them a lot of money it, it killed the budget for buying players for the following season but um, the ground stipulations are there for a reason and it's something that um, you at FlowServe will have to address season by season uh, as, as, as we get up to higher levels. Well, you've got to get up to the higher levels. And yeah, I mean, the, know, it, it's got to be addressed um, the, It's got to be addressed quickly. The, the rules are there for a reason and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not something that you can progress up the footballing ladder and have a complaint about. Anyway, finally, before we talk to Poppy, because you're not getting away with this, the Football Association are investigating after Derby County saying, we all know the story, Leeds have admitted it, there was a crack I'll give the league's manager all the credit in the world because that press conference was absolutely brilliant mm. last night mm, it was um, it may happen in South American countries it may be part of the football culture in South American countries it do, if it does happen over here it's not known to happen over here there's an awful lot of things that are not known to happen over here but every football club worth the salt will be doing that already when uh, George Graham got caught taking a bung for Arsenal and was uh, sacked because of it, he took the crack for the entire footballing community. 
and Bielsa has stumbled into a similar situation. I, I can't, it's, it's, it's a non-news story. It's basically everybody does it or they're not doing the job right. What I like best is our guest, um, Alistair Cook, on Tuesday night, say that um, there's a public a public footpath down the side of Derby's training ground and yeah. it's a wire mesh fence. Well, you know, anybody can stand there. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult, yeah, is it? Yeah. You would have thought Derby would at least do it behind <laughs> closed doors if they're practising something. Yeah. But, oh, oh, unbelievable. But it's not just dirty leads now, it's dirty cheating leads. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Shocking. Yeah, if they... Um, if they not only outfight you on the pitch and are far better than you as a football team, apparently they get all sorts of slurs these days. Yeah. But they've never won the European Cup twice, have they, Poppy? No, 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 they, they haven't. There you go. She's far too young to remember that, surely. <laughs> no, she'll be reminded in the next in the next hour. Don't worry. I can only just remember I'm fifty-eight. <laughs> Yours fifty-nine last night. It takes years off your working here. 16-year-old Poppy Coles uh, lives on Fernwood and she's aiming to raise £3,400 to take part in an educational trip to Nepal in the summer. She's a pupil at the Kestevan and Sleaford um, Girls High School. Selective Academy. Let me get it right. Selective Academy. That sounds posh. Um, And uh, she'll be taking part in an adventure with fellow pupils in July. So you're thinking, what's that got to do with sport? Well, what it's got to do with sport is not only is she new at town's goalkeeper, she's also the Lincolnshire ladies' goalkeeper. So she's a bit good at goalkeeping. Psst. Pardon? Where's, Le- where's Nepal? <sighs> the other side of France. Ah. It's, it's got big hills in it. That Nepal. With snow on you the top. Said. Right. Um, if we can shut you up for long enough. <laughs> good, good evening, Poppy. Welcome good to Radio evening. Newark. Good evening. Yeah, go on. It's all yours. Uh, just, 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 good. Just say um, anything. Good evening, Poppy. Welcome to Radio News. Let's let's go evening. with that bit. Good evening. Right. Um, you go to Stephen and Sleaford, and it's a school, a school trip. Shall we say? Yes. I mean, my school trips was a day out somewhere. <laughs> this, this is a school trip that uh, you yeah. can only dream about. How how did it? First of all, how did it come about? Um, well, it's paired with Global Action, which is a non-profit organisation, and they came to our school and they did an assembly about it. And people, just basically, people who were interested applied to go, and then you were chosen from there. And then since then, we've had a series of different meetings about it, and um, I've done a lot of fundraising events since then. So- uh, what, what I'm intrigued about is sort of you sort of go to school one morning and, and, and these people turn up and tell you all about this trip and you go home at night time and you say to stepmom, by the way, um, I think I might be going to Nepal and I need three and a half grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of reaction did you get when you got home and um, come out with that one? Um, well, at first it was my stepmom who was more keen for me to go because... Um, I was kind of just scared of the whole idea of it, but since then, it's really like grown on me, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. How, how many of, of you are up for going then? Or um, in my group, there's twenty of us, and there's two groups going, so around forty people, I think. Um, and it's also with the boys' school in Sleaford as well, so it's a good opportunity to meet new people as well. That's a bit more of a worry, stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> When you get out there, um, tell us exactly what you plan to be doing. Um, So what I know so far is that we are planning to either build a classroom or build wells for the 
villages around there as our um, project. We're also going to go on a five-day trek around Nepal, um, which will include like high altitudes and 30-degree like temperatures, so we need a lot of training for that. And we're also going to be talking to the locals and teaching them English, hopefully, and learning about their culture so we can spread awareness about Nepal when we come back. And we're also going to be just like spending a lot of time with them, and we are playing football with them out there as well. <laughs> You're going to be busy. Are, are, are you going to take the Newark Town banner then with you? <laughs> you've got to take that, haven't you? Yeah. It's, 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 you've, you've got to take the Newark Town banner. Um, building a classroom, building wells. Are you are you very handy then? Are you a bit of a handy girl? Um, not really, but I'm going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn very quick. <laughs> You're going to have to learn very quickly. It's not all going to be work, though, is it? You, you, you said you, there is some time to see what is actually a spectacular country. Yeah, it's really beautiful from what I've seen um, in the photos and the presentations I've been shown. And the yeah, the culture is so different and exciting as well, so I'm excited to learn about that. I think you are. Just, Tony, just put that round to, to Stepmum, can you? Because I know you don't want to say an awful lot to us, but... Um, when she comes home, she sort of walks in, puts a school bag down and says, oh, by the way, what sort of reaction? I mean, what? I was there at the meeting. So when we went to the meeting, I kind of dragged her along because I wanted her to have a go and, and see what it was all so about. So you actually... Took her to the world. Put her up, put her up <laughs> for it. Right, OK. Well, it's, it's a chance to grow. It shows that the world's bigger than your iPhone. You know, it's 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 a really good experience. And we're keen for her to take part and and see the world, really. So it's exciting. When will the nervousness set in? It's already there. It's <laughs> terrible. Yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And you know, it's a long way away, and it's quite scary. But that's life, isn't it? And life's good and exciting. And well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, in, Tony, in mine and Tony's days, a sort of trip to the other side of town was a exciting but you know I'm, I, I you know I know I know it's changed now um like all these things they don't come for nothing oh. you know they're not on a plate and, and we've sat in here and talked to a, a young lady's had to find three and a half thousand pound to go and play cricket for England in New Zealand um parents have to fund this that and the other um so nothing comes easy so yes you can go but you've got to find an awful lot of money. So I know you've already said you've been fundraising. Tell us a little bit about the hard work you've been doing to get this money, and then let's find out how close you are. Um, so I've done many different fundraising events. I've done car washes. I've done a 24-hour sponsored fast. I've done school discos at my school. Um, I've been like asking people whenever I can, and coming up i have a charity dinner at the everest inn in newark um and the amazing staff there have um helped us put on this event on saturday and it's a five course tasting meal where they're going to be showing their new menu and there are tickets still available but very few remaining and it's 25 pounds a ticket and it should be really good hopefully and one of my biggest yet and the Everest have very kindly said that ten pound of that twenty five pound goes into your your collection yeah. tin, so to speak. Mm. 
so on the night as well you can take the old box around and <laughs> And, and, and make it what what figure are you at now at the moment at the moment i am about one and a half grand um but that is without the money um that i'll hopefully be getting from this event but it's so it seems like such a small amount but all the different like events i've done it seems like i should have a lot more than <laughs> i should but it's just little it's like bag packing yeah. and things you know but she does it with other people that are going on the trip quite often yeah. um so it obviously gets split between but it's all really good i mean even the experience of fundraising is good Li- liaising with staff at morrison's or speaking to restaurateurs or you know it's all th- th- that's what i was going to it's look to if the youngsters realize that yes you can have a trip in a lifetime but you've got to earn that trip in a lifetime don't get injured playing football (laughs) (laughs) so that's going to be at the weekend so if anybody does want to go on that we'll tell them at at the end but now we'll say it now if you do want to sample the everest new menu and help you go to nepal to help the people out there how do they do they contact you or the everest um, it would be me, and I've got a Facebook page. Which my name is Poppy Coles, and my phone number for um, text me on there is O double seven one nine O seven eight nine nine two, and I'll go into contact with you there and send you tickets. That's and that and that's what it's all about. Um, you are a footballer. You do play football. That I assume is your first love, and that's yeah. what we're going to talk about in a few minutes' time. And. Uh, Stepmum made some comment about injured again. Well, she keeps breaking fingers. That's oh, she's a bit... All oh, right, she's a bit... You've got to catch it properly. Yeah. got to catch it properly. Right, um, we're just going to have a quick catch-up on um, what happened last weekend uh, after this. OK, time for a quick look back at um, some of the highlights at last weekend um, in Radio New York Sport. And three more points for Flo Serve. They had to work very hard to get them, though. Goals in the first half from captain tom potts and right at the very end of the second half when i'm fairly certain he's going to be a goal of the season contender from sam agar finally breaking down a stubborn clifton and tony a very good football in clifton side when they decided it was actually time to play football yeah the the manager um had a word with me about halfway through the second half and uh, just said uh, we've done all right haven't we what do you think and uh, I said, well, you've obviously come with a game plan, have we? What was that? I said, well, you've obviously wanted to get in our faces and you've done that really well. But in the second half, they decided to play football and it was a lot better game. Yeah, I mean, they, they were capable of playing football mm. and they gave us a tremendous challenge when we, they played us uh, at Clifton in the only the second game of the season, our first away match of the season, and, and they're a very good side. And a few people went away from that a bit fed up because it followed our 8-0 win at home to Arnold Town in the in the season's opener. But I said um, at the time, you know, that could be a good point come the end of the season. And and uh, Clifton, at about midway in the table, but they played as well as anybody who's played at um, uh, Lowfields this season, with the possible exception of Selston. Collingham won at um, Fawn Colliery 4-1 and that moved them up to second in that Central Midlands table. You know, I've always said the Central Midlands is a tougher, is a tougher league than mm. the not senior league, and I'll, yeah. st- I'll stand by that. Um, and to be second in that division 
is one heck of an achievement. Especially when you consider what Paul Hyde has done with all his young players coming through at Collingham. I mean, he really has got an amazing youth policy there. I think Collingham, didn't they supply 10 out of the 11 Lincolnshire under-18 team? Yeah. At one, one stage. And, you know, I mean, if they've got kids coming through like that, well, that's the future as well. Most certainly it is. Um, Newark Town got beat 4-0 by Redford United. Dame had already told us, Auntie, that anything from that was a plus. Hmm. I mean, Damo's, uh, uh, as, as I'm sure Damo knows himself only too well, it's got a very, very tough test, a tough task ahead of him at Newark Town. And uh, he admits himself it probably won't turn around this season, but let's hope that next season the... Uh, results start to go his way and I know he's a very proud football man and uh, he keeps telling us on a Monday night that defeats hurt and let's hope that next season the uh, results start favouring the Blues I got myself into trouble with the rugby club for saying there was a little bit naive to um, collapse the scrum in the last minute mm. um, give away a penalty try which is automatically seven points and come back from Milkiston with a draw yeah. Alan Swain told me that he would have that the draw was a yeah, but, but, but you, you also but, got told off as saying collapse the scrum, they collapsed them all. Okay. Yeah, there is a, diff- a very key difference in rugby union. But they still collapsed it. I don't know what it means, but the key difference. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a point away is, is, is a plus for New York. That's three games undefeated now, and it's hmm. in the right direction. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, like most people who actually play rugby union, I don't know the laws, but... Um, it, it sounds a little bit unfair that they battled that hard and, and came away with only a share of the spoils when they were set for victory. It most certainly good. Um, the hockey match that we picked out, and as <laughs> Paul Halfpenny keeps calling it Lady Sinead Bradley, which is actually yeah. Sinead Bradley is the wife of the um, MP for Mansfield. That's why he calls her Lady Sinead Bradley. Oh, uh, I'd, I'd have wondered that. She got herself, um, she scored two goals and then promptly got herself sent off. Um, Newark Ladies 2's beat works up by four goals to three in what turned out to be an absolutely cracking match the winner coming right at the death but the highlight of the whole morning mm. was Sally Halfpenny taking on both umpires and winning I, I, I think we'd have paid good money to be there oh, I would have paid wonderful money <laughs> to, see an, to see an umpire take on Sally Halfpenny yeah. but it he, he, he didn't take long for him to back off no I mean from my point of view it's lovely to see the umpire getting abuse and not me for a change from Sally <laughs> oh she hasn't forgot you don't worry <laughs> My stars of the weekend, having said all that, my stars of the weekend was Amelia Crispin and Chloe Hubbard. With one show. Well, Amelia ran... uh, (laughs) uh, uh, This this was in the the final round of the North Midlands Cross Country League. Um, Both of them, after the four rounds, have got gold medals. Um, Amelia is 13 years old and she's running in the under-15 section because of the the two-year age thing. And apart from all that... Mm. she lost a shoe in about the first five yards mm. so she had to run round Wollerton Park with only one shoe on and she still come home second which was enough to win an overall gold medal and that's the third year on the bounce at the age groups that Amelia's come away with the gold medal from the North Midlands Cross I, I Country mean, just, just think how far she would have won by if she had two shoes exactly no, you know, that's, I mean, that's it, a hell of a looking achievement what, I mean you come from Yorkshire you would have stopped to get the shoe back in case somebody well you it. know um <laughs> And the other young lady that I am desperately trying to get into this studio is Chloe Hubbard. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, she can do no wrong, do no wrong with her running. I, I'd read something the other day about 
It's getting worrying if you're going to start reading. Yeah, but I mean, it was, it, it was about the human psychology. A winning run is very hard to get out of, as is a losing run. And the reason is because it becomes habit-forming in the brain. And so you're just used to winning. And Chloe's cracked it, hasn't, it? hasn't she? Because she really, really is in the form of her life. And when you hit form, when you hit that purple patch, you've really got to make the most of it, because it might never happen again. I mean, I played cricket very, very badly for seven years, but my three highest scores came in successive innings in, in the middle of that seven-year spell. Never came back. I was rubbish again afterwards. But if you actually hit form, milk it, because it's ephemeral. Yeah, well, it's what? Ephemeral. That's very good. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know either. <laughs> So we the word of the week then, is it? It took a long time to get a word of a week, but we found him no, a word no of the week. No idea what it means, but it's, it's, it's on the lines of propensity. I think the comment of the week, <laughs> yes, the, <laughs> the comment of the week came from the twins, and I think you picked it up, that up until they moved to the new sports village, yeah. the running track, there was 14 or 15 yeah. athletic club members turning up on a cold, wet night in their words there was hundreds yeah yeah and 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 if you're good i mean i walked past the new uh track on on the way to training with uh flow serve i mean to watch training with flow serve i should hear something about and and it is just absolutely fantastic everywhere looks best under floodlights you can't beat football under floodlights but that setting under floodlights you don't even need to half close your eyes to imagine the Olympic flag flying over it it's just ugh and and when we've when we've created so many superstars at Newark AC with atrocious facilities goodness knows what that club is going to fly now that it's up there with the best in terms of facilities wow it most certainly is. Right, let's find out a few of the um, national stories making the news. It's Thursday nights, so I have great trepidation about pressing anything, but <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's give it a go. Whoa. Yeah, don't finish yet. Right, um, Watford captain Troy Jeanney has been fined £20,000 by the Football Association for pros following post-match comments made af- about the referee after a free-all draw with Bournemouth earlier this month. In an interview with Match of the Day, Deeney said that David Coote had bottled it on a few occasions in the match on January 2nd. Deeney admitted his comments were improper as they questioned the integrity of Coote and were personally offensive. Yes, they are, pal, because if they had to be between two people, between Troy Deeney and David Coote, it would be cootie every single time. He's more of a man than you'll ever be, mate. <laughs> Martin O'Neill says the timing is finally right to manage Nottingham Forest and he hopes to follow his, his former Reds midfielder, Roy Keane, will join him as the assistant boss. Yes! This is Radio Newark Sport. I'll tell you one thing, Troy Deeney would never have had a go at Roy Keane. Twice. Uh, Troy Deeney's just, um, you know, I, I, I watched that. Um, interview and I mean he must have he's been around the block he's been around non-league as as much as he's been around league so he knows what proper football's like and he must have known he was bang out of order to say say something like that and if it's levelled at any match official then it's bang out of order but Cootie come on mate exactly you know 
Uh, just one quick one before I go to Pohu, because I, I, I read this and read it again, and I can't, I still can't understand it. Stuart Broad took a hat trick as England's bowlers claimed 19 wickets on the final day <laughs> of their listen of their first of warm up match in the West Indies. The seamer took the 9th, 10th, and 11th wickets against the Cricket West Indies President's Eleven, with the rules allowing the O's to continue batting. Batsman Jermaine Blackwood then fell to give Broad four wickets in five balls. The two-day game ended in a draw as the host closed on 203 for 19 in reply to England's 317 for 10. <laughs> well, what, what I would say to that is I am a lollipop man and this morning my fingers were freezing inside thermal gloves. Why do you need to warm up in the West Indies? <laughs> yeah, but three, 203 for 19... Even with your umpire, it wouldn't get to that standard. <laughs> right, let's talk about the football career that's already lasted 10 years of a 16-year-old. And I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued here. Um, Poppy, um, talk about football then. Um, first thing we need to talk about, of course, you're a Forest fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you see, yeah, that's you out the window again. Um, when did you... You, you obviously st- started playing when you are six years old. Yes. Um, who did you play for when you were six? Um, I played for Collingham and I actually played on the boys' team because at that point there was no girls' team available for me to play on. Um, but I started like encouraging my friends to start playing and um, soon enough the girls' team started. And I played with that until I was about 13. Until And then the Newark Warrior girls merged with us and we still played at Collingham for a bit. Ooh until we moved to FlowServe for a few months. And then after that, my team kind of, like, stopped playing because of some complication with our coach. Um, and I am the only one who still plays for my original team. And I joined Newark Ladies a few months ago. And they've been really welcoming, and it's been really good. We'll go back to calling them in, in, in a moment, but what do your school friends think to... A goalkeeping um, well in my school I'm the only one in my year that plays football um, and all of my other friends hate it um, obviously like when we do play in PE they all complain and it's really annoying because I never get a chance to play at school but, um, yeah so you, you don't play <laughs> at, all, at all at school then um, well I play with the year below me when we do like matches and stuff but they're very rare because I don't yeah, I'm not in their age division, so I can't really play with them. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to, to Collingham, because e- e- even 10 years ago, there wasn't that many girls pl- playing football. So, well, looking back at it, why football and not netball or hockey? Um, well, I do play netball as well, but at that time, I can't remember it, but apparently I just really wanted to play it. Like, I saw it on the TV, and I just wanted to play it. So my dad put me into a team, and I just loved it ever since. Have, have you always been a goalkeeper then? Um, no, I started out front, but that was very short-lived, because <laughs> um, once I was just put in the goal um, in a match, and because I was tall and <laughs> <laughs> fairly decent at it, I was forced to stay there. And, and that's and it's, it's stuck now. And yeah. Or, don't take this the wrong way, but... All goalkeepers that I know are are are, are mad. <laughs> you, you've got yeah. to be a little eccentric 
to playing goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you really have. So, um, would you class yourself as slightly eccentric? Uh, yeah. 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 Were you, well, you know... Don't say this the wrong way, but are you crackers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on a loser to nothing, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you make one mistake in a match, the mm. team's lost the game because of yeah. your fault. It's yeah, the other ten can make countless mistakes. It's not your fault. So where the eccentric bit in all this is, you've got to blame somebody else before they blame you. Yeah. Are you good at that? No. Oh, well, you should be. You've got to be good at that. It's really stressful because it's such a like definite thing whether you're good or not. Because like you can kind of fake it out front, but <laughs> as soon as it gets to like there you go. You see. It's, as soon as it gets to the goal, you either save it or you don't. Mm. Um, so it is stressful but i really enjoy it um so let's go back to the keep going back to the early days at at collingham um can you remember some of the matches or who your managers was and just sort of it's a long time now you're, yeah. you're you know 16 you're getting on a bit <laughs> <laughs> well one of my old coaches um for collingham now plays with me on the newark team um and i can't really remember many coaches i had before her um but I really enjoy playing at Collingham because I, it was where I lived for ages and then like they have really good facilities there and I knew a lot of the managers and stuff around there. It, it is a it is a lovely setup. It but is, yeah. um the time came when you joined up with Newark and you, you come under the on on under the Newark Town banner and Yeah. I think what Newark Town Newark Town are a, are a wonderful club. They've got it right from the bottom to the next step to the top and now the, the, you know they've got to get that bit right but what they're doing with the the ladies at the moment and it was recognized at the at the, at the sports awards what they're doing at the ladies is absolutely fantastic and finally newark has, has got a ladies team which looks like it's sustainable and and can only get better and some of your results are, are already very good yeah um yeah, they're such a great team to play with and they're all really good at um football because they they choose to do it so they're like they love it and they're really supportive as well because obviously they all knew each other before I joined and because I'm the youngest on the team. Um I thought I was gonna be like very isolated from the rest of them, but they're all they were very supportive of me and mostly because none of them like playing in goal. <laughs> so they were happy to have me there. Uh, you find a goalkeeper that's a decent goalkeeper, then you, you know, oh, you're still here, are you? Yeah, I was just going to say that when goalkeepers make mistakes, they immediately turn on the defence and, and, and shout like mad at them. And there's a very interesting uh, observation made after the Tottenham Hotspur Manchester United game on, on Sunday, on Match of the Day 2, where David De, uh, De Heer, uh, he, David. The, the David De Heer, um made 11 saves in the second half and the uh, football expert afterwards doing the analysis said when De Gea makes a brilliant save he never gets really excited about it and equally so when he makes a mistake he never really gets excited about it and it's that composure that makes him the world's number one and I thought that was a cracking comment and plus the fact here's the question for you of those 11 saves, nine must have been with his feet. And to me, watching goalkeepers these days, as opposed to in the black and white days when I was growing up, 
keepers seem to be saving more and more with the feet, don't they, rather, rather than the hands. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. It's just, I suppose it's like instinct because I never used to save with my hands like ever. It would always be like my feet and I would never dive because I just, it's, I find it quicker to get there with your feet and you can, I don't know if it's just me personally or it's like everyone, but it's just easy and like you feel like it's quicker to get there. No, but, but because that was also said on Sunday night in the analysis afterwards that it is quicker to save with your feet and go with a reflex rather than it's to get your body down there in a full dive. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's, that's a very good point, yeah. I'm intrigued. Mm. I'm intrigued. I, I, I always go back to, to one story. Before your time, Poppy, when Peter Shorten played in Golfer for Forest and they played a European Cup semi-final and he basically let the... He was probably the best goalkeeper I've ever seen, but he, he, he literally let Till the Till tonight. Till tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he let the ball trickle through his legs and into the goal. I've done that many times before. <laughs> but before anybody turned round to him... He was having to go at the two centre offs for letting the person get the shot in. <laughs> there you go, you see. Blame somebody else before they blame you. Um, I'm not accepting that bit, what you've just said, because you're also playing in goal for Lincolnshire. Yeah. So um, you, you're not that bad a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the reserve goalkeeper for um, Lincolnshire, and I was so happy to get that opportunity because playing with that team is just so amazing, like the atmosphere and everyone is so good and like so supportive as well again and it's really really fun playing with them just put the old mic back around tony if, if you would because not only do not only does she want to go to the other side of the world just just to make you an absolute nervous wreck um how long did it take to sort of come to terms with this 16 year old or 15 or 14 year old playing playing football um, she loves it. She absolutely loves it, and she's very good. I mean, despite what she says, she is very good in goal. Um, and it's it's another positive thing, isn't it? You know, she's out there. She's enjoying. She's not just sat in a room. She's she's playing. She's engaging with other people. Um, she's played in matches where people pay to watch you. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> she's um, she's really enjoying it, and she loves life, and it's it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. A lot of driving, though. <laughs> well, I, I mean, this is the other thing, and this is what Tony and I hear on, on a regular basis. It's, uh, you haven't got weekends, have you? No. No, you haven't no. got... And, 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 um, <laughs> and I assume that Holly's probably listening, which is sister. Yeah. And um, young, young Willow, who probably will not be listening. No, hopefully she'll be in bed, but <laughs> you never know. But, yeah, and Holly's the same, you know, she's into everything she does... Um, the, the scouts and just going to america with them and you know they're, they're both very outgoing girls and it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant but it does eat into your time <laughs> definitely <laughs> let's talk about these injuries then because um <laughs> we've heard it a couple of times tonight um you're a bit injury prone then are you uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've broken well i've broken one of my little fingers and the other one i have messed up permanently <laughs> and i've been hit in the face multiple times oh that's all right that's stopping it <laughs> yeah that, that's as, as long as it doesn't bounce down to the center forward that's not yeah. a problem i did save them with my face but then they carry on playing which i find quite rude <laughs> <laughs> you've decided now it's probably easy to try and catch it <laughs> yeah or just put your hands in front of your face yeah um something else that i'm another thing that's very close to my heart that i, I also find out that you do is the dv the duke of edinburgh yes 
I've done my bronze one and I've completed that and I did volunteering at Brownies for that and I still carry on with that now because I enjoy it so much and then I'm going to use that for my silver DOV which I'm going to start soon um, and yeah I also use my football for that Are you going to go all the way with gold? I don't know, I think I, I would like to but it's a lot of work as well because um, with Nepal especially with the silver it's very difficult at the moment but you just I, signed up to St Kells as well now, haven't you? Yeah, I signed up for NCS in the summer as well. <laughs> never ends, it never ends. Okay, uh, uh, helpers, NCS. I'll take it with the Duke of Edinburgh award, driving isn't included. No, it's not, no. no. <laughs> What's NCS? Um, it's the National Citizen Service and it's basically like a summer camp and one week of it's like a residential and then the second bit is a week in Nottingham University and then after that it's 60 hours of community like a community project like either litter picking or cleaning up a river or something like that um, so I'm hoping to fit all three of them in the summer around Nepal if I can <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a busy summer you are but yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I, I mean you've got to be so proud oh yes definitely she's, she's wonderful absolutely wonderful the girls they're super you know and so positive it's lovely it's really nice we're gonna have a quick um, break and then we'll have a look at what's coming up this weekend and then um poppy's going to tell us about the timetable between now and nepal of um what she's got to do and uh, all the hard work that she's gonna have to put in no sooner than one week finished it seems to be the next one is started and after two weeks at home both newark flow serve and newark town go off on their travels this weekend flow server make the short journey to the improving and i think you definitely got to say improving run of miners welfare in another throwback to the heady days of the uh, of the knots alliance when the teams used to go head to head regularly from <laughs> the 500 plus crowds both at kirklinton road at and um lowfields it's a three o'clock kickoff at kirklinton road um but tony on paper and they're not playing on paper for you tell me on paper it's a game that FlowServe should get a comfortable three points from. Yeah, FlowServe play a lot of games like that, obviously, um, with the sort of performances they keep putting in time and time again. But the great thing about them is that they don't take things for granted. They go into every game, start at the same tempo and maintain it through the game, and that, that's why it's such a joy to watch them play football. See, they are top of the table now, and they are there now to be shot at them, which, yeah. as, as, as you saw last week. As Clifton gave a damn good shot at them. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Teams yeah. are not going to lie down and say, oh, we'll try and play football against you, because no, if you do that, we'll get beat. And obviously... Um, anybody worth his salt, any manager worth his salt, is going to do his own work. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the Leeds man. I mean, it, yeah. ba- it basically saves the team talk before the game when you're playing Flossler, doesn't it? I mean, of course it does. Absolutely uh, no doubt about it, but... As I say, the way FlowServe respond to that has been the most impressive thing out of a very impressive season. So, three points. Well, it's a must because it just yeah. it's, it's relentless. It's a must because Radio Selston's probably having the same conversation. We've got we've got you know, four, we've got fourteen. It, it, it's a must. Whatever they do in Selston Parish Hall, I don't know, but they basically we've got fourteen league games between now and the end of the season, of which you've got to win one more than Selston. Yeah, I mean, we've just got to win the lot. Mm. And, um, you know, it's as simple as that. The the, uh, the management team has said there's going to be a mini-season between now and the end. Incidentally, there's been a, a rearranged game. Uh, the Belper United game away is now being played on the 13th of March, which is a Saturday. 
So that was brought in today by the um, by the Eastern East, East Midlands. No, it'd be snowing by then. It, it's the um, <laughs> snowing it's, by Tuesday. No, it's the first <laughs> real test of player commitment for Damo Parkinson and the mm. New York Town, isn't it? They travel to Rotherham to play Phoenix. They've had the home games. They've had an away game and it was okay. This is a long way to go on a cold Saturday. Let's just assume that they're all up for it. Assuming they passed that, that test, three points are up for grabs there. If the rest of the side show the same sort of commitment that Damo Parkinson is made of, they'll do well. He deserves supporting as the lad. So let's just hope that, you know, he takes 14 out, then he takes 14 he wants out there. Yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. Collingham, excellent start to the new year. Um, as we've already said, sitting second in the Central Midlands table. <laughs> um, this weekend at home to Rennie Shaw Rovers. Now, in 2017... Collingham beat Rennie Shaw Rovers 18 nil. Now, Rennie Shaw's come a long way from them. It will not be that score at the weekend. And Rennie Shaw Rovers, three, four weeks ago, beat Clay Cross. Ooh. <laughs> Again, looking at the league table, it's like flow serve. It's a three-point must. And again, you look but at the manager. Got to earn the three points. But you look at the manager and Paul Hyde... He was muttering about, um, fresh out of the shower, he was thinking about possible re- retirement. Please don't. No, oh, no, we can't lose Paul. Paul, <laughs> Paul is an absolute gem. Southall City, um, they're back at Bishop's Drive for the second consecutive week, and it's tasty looking, actually, Derby against Az Lockton, with Julian Jochin playing. Mm. So, um, that'd be a good game. Southall has slipped up lately. They've lost, okay, they won last weekend, but they've lost the momentum. And it's Stapleford, your friends at Stapleford, win the games in hand. They're clear at the top of the table now. Yeah, but Southwell City have just got themselves a damn fine right back now. <laughs> and I really wish Liam Moran and his teammates all the very best for it's the It's amazing, future. whatever I say, it gets back to that one, <laughs> don't it? Long Bennington, under 18s, returned to league action with a trip to um, fourth place West Bridgeford, while Newark Town meet Glatwell at Devon Park. That's in the. Not Youth League under 18s division. Have you got a game on Sunday? Um, not this Sunday, but. The Sunday time. off? Yeah. Well, you'll be still counting your money from Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell us about next week's game in a minute. Um, the pick of the matches for New York Hockey Club sees the men's one take on Boots at the Magnus. That's the 330 push. On Sunday, the club's mixed team take on Linden, which to me and you is Lincoln. Um, 12.30 at the Magnus. Um, well, got a bit feisty in the world of hockey last week, um, so I'm, let's just see if the genteel sport breaks them. I, I, I don't honestly think that the hockey results matter. I just think it's Sally versus umpires for the rest <laughs> of the season. That'll do me. <laughs> Sally be you if she ever meets you. Um, you know, at Rugby Club should have had a weekend off, um, but because of that pre-Christmas postponement at Ashbourne, it means they're off to Derbyshire on Saturday, assuming it's not snowing. Um, hmm... So um, let's just see if they can make it four undefeated on the trot. Ed Howell continues his tour of Europe with another outing <laughs> for Team GB, this time in Provence. Very nice. New York Swimming Club's young stars are off to Nottingham for the first weekend of the county championships, while Grantham hosts the Lincolnshire event, of which um, Amelia Crispin's in the pool, <laughs> um, which um, she will win. It's as simple as that. Uh, New York Athletic Club's Lincolnshire-based youngsters are off to Burley House for their, for their county's schools cross-country. And, of course, the Twins will be um, 
We'll be off off there and uh, we'll find out all about that one in due course. <laughs> um, it's an away day for the Jaguars Wheelchair Basketball mm. Club as the Jags 2 go to Wakefield to play <laughs> the whirlwinds. You know, a nice... That that for the wheelchair basketball is a local derby. It really is. It's around the corner for those lads, isn't um, it? <laughs> I'm going to Collingham on Saturday, but my my match of the weekend, or already a new sports match of the weekend, if you like, is on Sunday, um, and it's the first of two back to back matches against the league leaders for the RHP Colts. Uh, this is Gary Atwood's side take on uh, a Grimsby side that boasts a 100% win record in the Midlinks Youth. League under 15's top division, the Premier Division. Um, the Green and Whites, Gary's lot, have still got to tasty feet, but they've drawn a couple. It should be an absolute cracker. It really should. And next week, they do it all over again, back at the Sports Village, in the Cup quarter final. <laughs> so two weeks on the bands, those two are going to go head, <laughs> head to head. That's where I'm heading off on Sunday afternoon, because I think that's got... Yeah. All the old marks exactly. have won heck of a football match. Well, come on, you green and whites, then. So um, that's the uh, that's what's weekend's coming up. Poppy's got a Sunday off, but you can tell us who you're playing the following Sunday. Unfortunately, I don't know yet. <laughs> you can't tell who you're I tell you, how many players do we get in here that say that say that, and they'll look at mum and look at dad and say, "Where are we going?" It's your job just to perform when you get there, isn't it? You're not bothered who you're playing against. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, there you go then. She won't know who she's playing against. Are you at home or away? I think That's another question, isn't it? I haven't been told yet, so... Sarah, Sarah, if you're listening to this, come on, get sort your players out. They want to know where they're playing. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Poppy, you've been great fun. You, you really have, and we, and we wish you all the best in your football career. Do you think you'll carry on playing football as you go on to university and life gets even more harder when school really sort of kicks in to get serious? And where yeah. will football stand in all those days? I would still love to play when I'm older, like just on a ladies' team or whatever. Um, but yeah, when I'm older, I want to do something sport related anyway. So. Um, hopefully we'll have some like something in that anyway you're thinking about the RAF aren't you because they support s- sports so. well I mean if you join the forces really you're just you're just, but you're just doing you're just joining the big sports team that exactly every now yeah. and again the war gets in the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it travel and play football that's what exactly. you want <laughs> yeah, made for the job fly around in planes Monday to Thursday and play football Friday, Saturday and Sunday what, what more what more can you ask for <laughs> yeah I would love to do that is that where you're looking to go then RAF Hopefully, yeah. Mm. After uni, do yeah. a couple of years at uni, and then join as rough police. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's what I'd like to do. <laughs> you can be a policeman, Tony. You would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's one more time because um, before all that, there is a trip to the other side of the world to look forward to, to the top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> to look forward to, um, we get to base camp or anything? Do you think? Or? Uh, I'm not sure. It might be part of our trek while we're there because if you're going to altitude training and whatever that's hopefully but i I can't tell you for sure but yeah something to look forward to big time socks you gotta take leech socks which is nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have to like wear like leech boots leech socks because of all like the bugs and insects there as well just 
It's a bit like Bradford, Tony. <laughs> if you just, if you just <laughs> think Bradford... <laughs> oh, dear, you're putting me off now. <laughs> um, the biggest fundraising event you've got takes yeah. place Saturday night at the Everest. There's one or two seats left. It's the launch of their new menu. Yes. Um, people can either ring you or, I assume, go and see Mr Everest and say, is there any possibility yeah. of a seat? Um, so, yeah, my phone number, if you want to contact me there, is 077-19078-992. And it's a five-course meal. It's £25 ticket. And the amazing staff has helped us with all of this. And it should be really fun. And there's going to be a raffle there and some like icebreaker games to play. And it should be a really good evening. We, we look forward to finding out how you get on. Are you going to let us know yes. how you get on? Send me a message. Tell me out. Tell me how you got on so we can tell on on our thirsty rock back next week we can tell everybody that it was a great and it was a wonderful set. Um you you're working hard for yourself, which I think is absolutely wonderful. But I tend to guess that uh, there's a couple of people in the background that's um, supporting you. Yeah. Um my stepmom has been a massive help and I've really appreciated her support and all the organising she's done for me. And I'd also like to thank, well, the staff at the Everest Inn and Kate Barker for letting us have a stall at her fair the other day and also my teachers at my school for every um, little bit of help they've done for me over the last few months. Brilliant. And that's wonderfully said. And Poppy, thank you for coming in. Thank I've you, really enjoyed Poppy. your company. Stepmum, who wasn't going to say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your thank company. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so that's the end of another week. We've met a kickboxing football loving brothers from Boulderton, one of Lincolnshire's top sports clubs from Sleaford, and a globe trotting 16 year old from Fernwood. <laughs> What's going to happen next week? There's only one place to find out. We are-